0: welcome to there's no place like summer camp podcast i'm andrew waterhouse and in this week's episode we'll be going over some of the biggest worries before camp so come on in to our tent and i'll spill the beans everyone and welcome to the second episode of there's no place like summer camp podcast in today's episode we're going over the eight worries that you may have before camp so i vividly remember before i first volunteered for camp america how i felt when i finally put pen to paper and said you know what i'm actually going to go through with this i'm going to go to camp america but before that there's a lot of procrastination and there's a lot of worries that you have and hopefully this small list will give you some little bit of insight of what it was like for me when I first applied to camp when I was totally new to it all and all those worries I have Um, just so that you know that you're not alone in feeling like this so let me go over them and we shall talk more about summer camp Okay, so first off, one of the biggest worries that I had when going to summer camp, like before I'd signed up and anything like that, was making friends. Head and shoulders, the number one reason why I have no dandruff. (laughs) Okay, right, head and shoulders above all of the other reasons why I was so worried about going to camp. Because as a new volunteer to summer camp, you have to think like, Oh my god, I'm going into this new culture. I'm going to know no one there. I'm just going by myself. And for a lot of people, it's their first time solo travelling. And it was mine. It was the first time I've ever solo travelled. I haven't actually done any solo... Tra- actually, I have. That's a different subject. So my first time solo travelling was to summer camp. And that first year when I was actually got picked up by a camp, I was so worried, I was trying to find people on Facebook that are going to the same camp as me. I was doing tweets with all the hashtags of my camp, but no one was getting back to me. So in the end, I kind of went into camp a little bit blind, where I didn't know anyone, to be honest, uh, that I was volunteering with. So I thought, oh my god, I'm going to be the only British guy there, everyone else is going to be American, they're all going to be Jewish, and I'm going to be the only one that's not Jewish. I'm going to stand out like a sore thumb but that really wasn't the case so when you do actually land your feet in your summer camp you will find that there is plenty of other people that are there for their first summer uh, it's actually really really surprising and this is going to be a subject for a different video a podcast even um, it's actually so surprising at how many people camp churn through every single year they're getting about half of their staff replaced with new staff it is absolutely phenomenal how many new people they replaced like i thought especially even after my first year of doing summer camp i thought oh my god okay so these are the guys that will be here next year let me reapply so i'm here for the second year when i get to see all these faces again and how wrong i was but that's a totally different subject that's for your second year of camp for my first year The number one worry I had was making friends and I'm here to say I made an absolute shit ton of friends when I was out there and that's not to like make my head any bigger than it is because I've got a pretty meaty head but that was my biggest worry and the amount of different cultures from people from all over the globe it's pretty jaw-dropping and kind of like it sparks your wanderlust as well because you get to see so many different cultures and stuff and you think oh okay there's all these different people and I'm not going to be the only new one but how am I going to actually make friends and that's what camp is there for because when you get there there's going to be a couple of weeks depending on how long your camp is but there's going to be a week or two where the summer camp is going to devote their entire time on making you have the best experience at camp possible. Because they're not going to have staff there that are going to be miserable and lonely and sad and missing home. They're going to want you to have a sick time too because then that translates over to the kids. And I guess maybe sometimes you kind of need someone like me who's been there, done it, got the t-shirt, to kind of say you're not going to be lonely, you're not going to be the sad one. The amount of icebreakers you go through and getting to know new people and the people that you share your room with even like... That's just the basis of where your friendship groups are gonna like build upon So there's plenty of opportunity to make friends and they do Especially at the camp I went to they do plenty of like staff nights out when the kids are maybe in bed or something You go out on a bowling night There's plenty of opportunity to make friends and a hundred percent stand by the fact that If I didn't go to camp Because I was scared of making friends. I'd have a lot less friends now hundred percent so number two, the travels after camp. And this kind of is a worry for those that have especially never done solo traveling before. Because you kind of go to camp, but then after camp you have a 30 days on your J2 visa to do as you want. And maybe one of the worries that is stopping you from applying or stopping you from enjoying the application to camp is... Oh, in the back of your head, you've got, oh, I don't know what I'm doing in, I don't know, a month's time. Where am I going to be? Shall I go book my flights now? Shall I go book my hotel? And I, a million percent, say do not plan any travels for after camp. I've known a couple of people at the summer camp that I volunteered at where they regretfully booked stuff to do straight after camp finished. So they would have all these plans already in place where they'd be spending a week in new york a week in florida but because all the friends are going to go and do something else maybe they want to go see vegas for two weeks and then come back to new york to go to head home to london or something but you're kind of stuck where you're going and doing your own thing so it kind of depends on what kind of person you are but i 100 percent say Don't book anything until it's about midway through your camp experience when you've got a few weeks left and then you can decide if you want to travel by yourself afterwards, which some people do, which is, it's rare, but some people like to continue that solo traveling onwards. Or you can travel with your friends and make more legendary stories and experiences and I 100% stand by that. So if you're worried about the travels after camp, please don't be. Don't plan anything. It's kind of a leap of faith, but you have to trust in yourself, and that's what solo traveling is all about. So number three in the worries that you may have before camp. The collection from the airport. So I guess this is more mind over matter to be honest because the collection from the airport is a very minor piece of the puzzle when it comes to camp so you met in my case when i came over from london i did the flight to new york and then i had to catch a flight to atlanta and it had stresses in it don't get me wrong there were stresses where i was like oh my god what do i do with my bags oh where, what terminals do i go to oh where's my gate and all that stuff but i had plenty of time to chill my mind out ask people for, for advice and then eventually it would all be sorted out but this is more in particular the collection from that final airport so A lot of camps send out an itinerary which is like a list of where you have to be what times what your flights are what you need to bring to camp and all that good stuff and in that list of itinerary it's called um there'll be a collection point and a time at the airport that you finish off at so all you have to do is pretty much get to that airport and then once you're there you can ask for advice or look at uh, directions on the boards for where this particular meetup point is and then once you're there if you just wait there you can even drop them a text or an email and you can say oh i'm here by the way where are you if you don't see them but most of the time you're going to see a big group of 20 somethings huddled around all excited for getting uh, over to summer camp so the collection from the airport really shouldn't be a worry it's just the first leap into the unknown you have to take it as that um you shouldn't make it such a big thing where it's like ah yeah you should be nervous because it's because it's like an exciting thing but you shouldn't be postponing your application to camp because you're nervous of meeting new people if you're gonna go and apply for summer camp you want to get to know new people it's the most exciting exhilarating thing about it and this leads me on to number four there's going to be no familiar faces when you get to camp and this kind of ties into making new friends so when you actually apply to Camp you or Camp America, it's kind of a strange process where, especially if you're a new person and you don't have any knowledge of the camps that you want to, like you don't have one camp in mind that you want to go to, then you're kind of put up on an auction site. Think of it like eBay. So you make a profile for yourself. You say, oh, I've got a massive Wong. Not that they're going <laughs> to hire you for a massive wong but you, you say oh i've got a massive wong uh i do karate i've got black belt okay put that onto your camp america application page and basically the camps are going to s- search for people so they go oh i want to have a black belt in karate because the last guy we had was only a white belt and he wasn't that good not that I know anything about karate I don't know if a white belt's good but (laughs) just bear with this analogy so they they look for someone with a black belt and then they go oh let's scroll through these and they see you see your little faces and the little thumbnails and then they see you've got a massive wong, so they hire you and part of the process is When you get that first email and you're like oh my god mom 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 i've got an application camp i don't know camp brazil has just sent me uh an offer to come volunteer for the summer you're going to be so excited you're going to want to search online you want to join their facebook groups you want to watch their videos and it's part of the excitement having no familiar faces but sure, if you go on their website, you're going to see their director, you might even have a face-to-face interview with them over like Skype or FaceTime, something like that. But it's part of the excitement, having no familiar faces. But there are a few steps that you can do. So you can search for them on Facebook, you can search for their website, um, you can do tweets out into the unknown, almost like beckoning aliens to come and visit your profile. Uh, but it's part of the excitement and especially if you've got other friends that are applying as well and they're going to a different camp to you you're going to be excited you're going to want to tell them oh i'm going to camp brazil what camp are you going to and they're like oh yeah i'm going to camp china it's like you're both excited for each other so if you're having no familiar faces that's just part of the solo travel experience as as cringy as it sounds it's the best way to go Okay so this is the point in the podcast where I'd like to give a quick plug to my book so I'll make it really quick. Okay so I'm making this book it's called There's No Place Like Summer Camp Book. It's the diary I kept over the first year of camp and it has all the gossip stories and the fun that you can expect from being in your first year of camp. So if you're interested and you want to give it a little look or you want to give it a little pre-order go on to my website it's called shop.andrewwaterhouse.com. Okay that was really quick. okay so number five money and this is a big issue for a lot of people but okay you have to chill out when you're applying to camp america it is going to be expensive i think it's about 700 pounds i'm not sure how that converts into the other currencies but it's about 700 pounds something like that and that covers all your checks for like child protection staff and your passports and your visas. So you basically pay all this big lump of money to Camp America. So they get, obviously they, a chunk of it is going to be their profit. A chunk of it is going to be going towards they, them sorting out your passport applications and stuff. You have to do bits and bobs, but it's very like well defined and easy to follow on their website and then a chunk of it's going to be on uh, like a t-shirt they give you and an orientation day that they host There's all these things that it goes towards so you pay this 700 pounds it's gone okay but then you have to think when you go to camp america they pay you let me repeat they pay you so even though it's called volunteering you are still getting paid when you go and volunteer there you're basically on slave slave rates should i say it is really really like pitiful money when you compare it to the amount of hours you do and how much hard work it is because it is really really exhausting work and i'll do another podcast on that later on but the money side of things when you're out there You're actually going to be earning roughly about, depending on your experience, depending on how good you are and how uh, in-demand your skills are, but you'll be earning roughly just shy of £700. So you're going to be, say you earn £500 while you're out there, you've only spent £250 to go to America for a couple of months, make all these friends, all these cool stories, and it's like the cheapest bargain you ever see. So when I see people getting annoyed that, oh, I can't afford it, I can't afford the 700 pounds, all you have to do is be disciplined in yourself. You have to just put away 100 pounds a month for what? Half a year. And then you can afford to go summer camp. And then you can use that money that you earn over there to go travelling afterwards. Of course, you're going to need extra money on top of that. That's where you can ask for a little bit of help from your parents, perhaps, from your friends, maybe do sell some things on eBay Or just put a little bit more money to the side. There's always all these different opportunities and stuff. And i would say it's a cracking time to dip into your savings a little bit to make memories of a lifetime. Number six in the worries that many people have before volunteering to camp. Leaving your job or education. And this is a big one. Again, this is like really frustrating to hear because... Okay when you think about where you want to go in life yeah this is going to be really cringy okay so when, when you think about where you want to go in life where do you see yourself do you want to have all these experiences all these travel like uh stories and memories or do you want to be the guy that was like oh yeah i've been working in an office nine to five i've been here for 45 years and i'm still in the same job no you don't you at times in life you need to take a bit of a risk you need to step outside your comfort zone say okay let me go on this camp america thing or i quit and that's basically in some cases i have done where in my second year where i really wanted to go back for a second summer i applied for a job got the job and when camp america was starting to come around again i gave them the heads up i said Okay, when I applied for this job, I mentioned Camp America and now I want to go again. And their tails went up. They were like, oh, what? You didn't say that? I was like, yeah, I did. A hundred percent said I want to go Camp America. So either I'm going and you give me like a couple of months unpaid and I'll come back or I quit. And that's the kind of risk you need to take because especially if you're good at your job and you're confident in, in, you know what you're doing and the bigger picture is always the thing that you're focused on. You need to take a bit of a risk. Sometimes you need to even leave your job and education for for a couple of months and come back next year. That's why so many people do gap years and so many people are so thrilled about doing it. They n- Name a person or a time or YouTuber or a book where it's come back after doing travels and they're like, oh, I hated that. So say what, right? Say if you do hate it say if you do hate camp you do hate uh traveling you hate being solo traveling so you quit camp after a month so you still got a month to go so you just come back to the uk and guess what jobs are still there the education's still there you just apply so i know it's really daunting to make a bit of a leap but you have to think the jobs are always going to be there the education's going to always be there so even if you are going to be maybe a A few months a year behind other people you shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people all the time you need to compare yourself to yourself from the past this is getting really trippy and hippy it doesn't mean to be I'm sorry but the point is don't be worried about leaving your job don't be worried about leaving education sometimes you need to look at the bigger picture number seven on the worries that you may have going to camp what to pack this is one that comes up quite a lot when you have applied you've got the camp you've got a couple of months till your departure date you've got all the plane tickets and you're starting to pack your suitcase so you're packing it away pack 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 and then you're like oh let's get this oh let's get this oh let's get this you've got to guess what i'm rambling now okay guess what Camps have itinerary lists. You might have to dig them out. They might be emailed to you But they have lists of things that you need, especially if it's going to be like a culture Kind of shock for you if it's going to be like a Jewish camp or a disability camp or something like that They're gonna have a list of special things that you need to bring. So for me I need to just bring a lot of white clothes because of Shabbat But you're gonna have to have a look in your itinerary list of what you need to bring Another thing that you need to look at is the weather out there. What time of year are you going? What activity are you doing? Is there anything that your activity needs in particular? Because you have to go there and you're going to be leading your specialty or your campers. So if your campers, I don't know, love, like, only wear red because they're team red, you have to bring red clothes. But I'm sure all of that will be explained to you in an itinerary list. And if you have any worries, you know who the best person to ask is? it's your camp so if you have any worries please go and email your camp say do you have an itinerary list because i'm worried but guess what there's also walmart out there so if you do forget anything and it's the, probably the most minor of things because i'm sure you've already packed your toothbrush your toothpaste your charges your adapters but guess what if you forgot your red stuff you can go to a walmart because camp always travels you there Occasionally um, for little bits and bobs you can go to a Walmart and buy one they're really cheap That's why Walmart is so big and successful and an exciting day out Okay on to the last point this is number eight of the eight worries that you may have before camp Drum roll please (coughs) Missing out on stuff at home and this is a biggie I I have to say on my first year of solo traveling my first summer I have to say when I first applied my mind was racing a million miles an hour it was practically like oh my god I'm gonna miss out on all this stuff oh I need to take photos of my town before I leave I need to see all my friends before I go of course you want to stay in touch with your friends and stuff but you have to think when you're out there And this is kind of a thing that will dawn upon you so this is kind of spoiler territory i guess but when you're out there you will realize how little anything at home changes month to month when you're away sure you might get back and you see maybe a new restaurant in town you may see i don't know new tarmac on your road but that will be about it. It really, really doesn't change much. And the stories that people have when you come back to your friends and you're like, oh, what did you get up to? I did all this stuff at summer camp, but what did you do? And they're like, oh, we didn't do much. We just had work and college. You know what I mean? It's really, it's, it, I can see where people would be worried about this. Missing out on stuff at home. You're going to miss out on those nights out with your mates. You'll miss out on those nights in with your girlfriend but you're in the bigger picture you're going to come back with astronomically more stories than they're ever going to have. So when you're going to be like missing out on stuff at home it's really not going to be the big things and one thing that uh, a solo traveler said to me actually was the only thing that she missed out on from doing loads of solo traveling she's in uh, New Zealand at the moment was the relationships that's about the only thing that really changes when you're away for a few months at a time and what you come back and your friends now seen a girl and that's pretty much about it it's really like small and pathetic compared to all your stories and memories that you're gonna make so I hope I've kind of covered all the bases. If you do have any other worries, feel free to tweet me at Andrew O Nine. Of course, I've said that before. My Andrew is spelt A N D R O O W zero nine. So it's a real, it's a weird Twitter tag, but I'm sure you'll get used to it soon enough. So, that's the end of the podcast. I really hope you enjoy this one, guys. It was a really interesting one because I've been there and I know how a lot of you will feel. So, I thought this should be one of the first ones that we go through. And speaking of which, I'm going to be kind of arranging these podcasts. So, it's going to be going from the beginning or early stages of camp through to during camp and then through to after camp. So, hopefully there's a little bit of structure, at least for the first like. 50 episodes where it's kind of like a little bit of structure and then after those 50 we might do a bit more rad and scattered like podcasts and chats and special guests and all that good stuff so i hope you enjoyed this one the second episode of there's no place like summer camp please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoyed and let me know of any subjects that you want featured next time um next week we'll be going over the most common mistakes made before going to camp so Stay tuned for that. Once again, please check out my book pre-orders on my website. That's shop.andrewwarshouse.com and I'll see you in a week's time.